Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Mike Lowell, kind enough to join us, MLB Network analyst. He won two World Series titles, and he was the uh, 07 World Series MVP. Mike, congrats. That was great TV last night. And the fact that you followed up and called Xander Bogarts and got even more information. But can you try to capsulize what, what happened on that play that we wouldn't have seen as just baseball fans? Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate the the kind words. Um, you know, it's it's always a benefit when the head coach, uh, the manager is one of your best friends. So I actually called Alex Cora, you know, to congratulate him. And I said, you know, we're going to do a breakdown, Cliff and I. And what we noticed is Xander keeps looking to third. And, you know, Fenway is a very different type park. You know, center field is much shallower. The ball caroms off that wall so much harder than normal parks. So I said, is he looking at Devers? Because sometimes, you know, when I was playing third, you'd kind of point. You know, because you don't hear 444, you don't, you know, you got to be looking. 
And I said, or is he looking at Phil Nevin? And he goes, well, Xander's right next to me, but I'll put you on speaker. So I was like, oh, wow, how great is this? So I asked him, he's like, I'm looking at, at Nevin. And I found that to be so unique because, you know, guys run through stop signs all the time. So, so to look at what the third base coach was doing, I thought was really special because his other thing is right before he's pointing at Christian Arroyo to stay on second base as the as the second cut guy because if the, if he's holding judge they want to keep the double play in order or have a play at second if stanton goes for the double so there were so many components to that that i was like man this is fascinating we gotta you know kind of bring maybe the fan into it and the fact that, you know it's a playoff game so we have so many different camera angles when they show the one from above where it really shows him looking at judge touch second going to third and then really staring at nevin to the point where he's still looking at him and kike's balls in the air so that, that was really cool for me. And, and you know, Kike's ball was a good short hop. You know, you don't want to get that in-between hop. He put his feet perfectly. He saw that Stanton wasn't going. They were waving judge. The transition was perfect. And it was a huge part of the game, too. You know, you, he's safe at home, and it's three to two, one out runner on second. You know, I think all the momentum that the Red Sox had really would have changed there. And he's not known as a great fielder, had the big home run as well. But once again, to put this in layman's terms, what Mike was talking about and how fascinating it was, Bogarts is is going to get the relay. He's looking at the third base coach and the ball is in the air and he's looking at Phil Nevin and then looks back, presence of mind, scoop it off the bounce and then turn and throw because he knows that he's going home. I I um no, I thought it was wonderful. I I thought it was great inside baseball and uh, something that I never would have thought of because I think everybody thought should he have sent him? You know, the, the Yankees are very aggressive. Phil Nevin's an aggressive third-base coach, and he sends Aaron Judge, and you even said he's got plus speed. Uh, what Was it the wrong move, though? If you, if you look at the situation, we know what the end result is, Mike. Was, sure. it, was it wrong on Phil Nevin to send him in that situation? I don't think so. And, and my main reason for saying that is there weren't, there, there weren't no outs, so I don't want the first out being at home plate. And even though your cleanup hitters, you know, the next guy up, Joey Gallo's hitting a buck 60 for you. You know, he's a big strikeout guy. Not to say, well, look, I told you. So he ends up popping to short left field, you know, to. So I don't know if the Yankees have the confidence in the in Gallo, Torres, and the guys that follow him after that. So I got to push the button a little. And going back to your point, Dan, the way Judge gets on is kind of a chopper to Xander Bogarts that he beats out. So that that's kind of been the analytics knock on Xander Bogarts. He doesn't have those great numbers on defensive run save, but that play never comes up in the analytics. And it's literally, yeah. he's saving a run and it'll never come out. It'll come out as hey, he handled a good relay and made a good throw, which a lot of shortstops can do. But in that situation, I don't think a lot of shortstops take into account everything that went on in that play. You can watch uh, Mike Lowell and uh, Major League Baseball Network, the uh, two-time World Series champ. He was the MVP of the 2007 World Series MVP. And you can watch MLB Central at 11 a.m. Eastern, plus MLB Network will exclusively air Game 2 between the White Sox and the Astros. That'll be tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the Dodgers last night, it didn't seem fair that either one of these teams was going to lose. Um, what do you take away from that game uh, if you're Dave Roberts and the Dodgers? And, you know, subsequently the Giants watching what happened last night. Well, I think it sets up for a great rivalry, you know, Dodgers-Giants for, you know, the NLDS. I think it would have been a crying shame that a team that wins 106 games during the regular season, you know, goes home after one. Not that I was rooting for them, I just for the – 
for the in integrity of playing 162. You know, and that's I'm more of the advocate of the TV must see elimination game. It's fantastic. You know, I was glued to the TV with Yankees Red Sox. I was glued last night. Um, I just it, it hurts me to think that you put in six months of work and you play 10 times the games that a football team does and it comes down to one. I don't like that. I, I, I like I would much prefer a two out of three. But what I did take away from that, Dan, is the Dodgers bullpen is pretty good. Yeah, because Max Scherzer, you know, for me, the aces, what really makes an ace is when they don't have their good stuff. Do they still grind it out? You know, and Max Scherzer was a little off, and he still grinds out one run, just over, you know, five and a third. He lays it off to the bullpen, and that combination, Joe Kelly's been on fire. Kelly Jansen looks great again. Trinan was fantastic. You know, they, they got a lot of arms that come postseason, you do have – you play two games in an off day. You play another two games in an off day. So you, you can get rest, and the same guy can, you know, in a five-game series, he can throw four games. In a seven-game series, he can throw five games. So – I think Dave Roberts has to be really happy with his options that he can go to after his starters. They're so loaded anyways. I mean, they, the depth really shows with that team. Yeah, I, and I wonder if if you polled a baseball fan who didn't have a rooting interest, what's the matchup you want? Dodgers-Astros make the most sense? From a talent standpoint, I think the Astros are super underrated. You know, I, the Giants, I think, kind of surpassed all expectations. I mean, most people, I think, predicted them probably third in their own division. So the fact that they won so many games is is, is pretty incredible. You know, I give Gabe Kapler a lot of credit. Yeah. But the Dodgers are so deep, and I think you run through that Astros lineup, and, you know, you say, well, they got Altuve and Bregman and Correa and Brantley, and their best hitter is Kyle Tucker. You know, he's kind of one of these under-the-radar guys who's going to hit seventh in the lineup. So they're, they're real deep. Um, their starting staff is much better than people think. So I, I think there are a lot of good teams left. It, it makes for a pretty potent postseason for, you know, the fans to kind of get engaged with. What did you win winning the MVP in 2007? Uh, two cars. <laughs> it was pretty good and wait, a nice wait, little bonus. Two? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was the first time Chevy, they were kind of going through the hybrid. So they gave me a hybrid Tahoe and a hybrid, uh, I think, Chevy Malibu. So where where are cool. they? Uh, I kept the Tahoe. Now it's, I mean, it's been a few years, Dan. So I kept the Tahoe, used that one for a few years. Uh, the Malibu, I actually, one of my good friend's daughter was going to school. So we kind of worked out a nice little deal for her there. So I can't say I drove the Malibu too much. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite story with those Red Sox that you're allowed to tell? Allowed to tell. I yeah, because you were under the radar. Like, you didn't make headlines. You just went out there and played every day. You know, you're, you were a baseball player. You had personalities on there. We did. You know, and I think the the best, I guess, story that I could tell is when we got into each city, you know, the coaching staff and the media that belong with the team, that travel with the team, go in one bus, and the players are all on the second bus, and you're all going to the hotel. And David Ortiz always gets on the mic. And first of all, he starts asking the bus driver, bus driver, do you know who we are? You know, and he starts asking, and, you know, the bus driver, you know, you get very different person. Some guys don't want to talk about, yeah, Poppy, I know who you are. And he goes, you know, we got a guy on our team that played with Babe Ruth. His name is Tim Wakefield. So then they start going back and forth and Wake's in the back. And he's like, you know, why don't you go see a dentist? You got some gap. So it was a, a really good back and forth, probably a little bit uh, not very politically correct in these days. But uh, those stories, those stories are good. You know, that's that's the camaraderie that I think 
for me as a former player, I love covering the game and baseball, but those are the times you miss. You know, I don't think people miss the travel. It's kind of like the off the field stuff and, you know, the things you did together as a team. Did you cowboy up? Did you do shots before uh, postseason games? Um, like? I was not part of cowboy up, although Kevin Millar was my teammate with, with the Marlins for a number of years. Um, I'm not going to say I've never taken a shot before a game. Um, you know, sometimes when you're in a big slump dance, you go <laughs> to some extreme measures. You know, you got to do it. You know, maybe a BP little, little hit was not out of the question, but uh, uh, those were those were good times. You know, I I really felt like in my career, I went from you know the attendance, you know, the lowest attendance with the Marlins when you know yeah. we were. And we're a pretty good team, and we're playing in front of 6,000 fans, especially when we're making a little bit of a run, to Boston where, you know, every game that I played for five years in Fenway was a sellout. You know, it's a pretty cool uh, – that's a pretty cool experience. What's the strangest thing you ever heard when you're playing in front of no crowd, no audience with uh, the Marlins? Oh, cell phones for me. I, I, one was – actually, the, the craziest one was right after the Hurricanes. At, uh, I think it was Katrina that went through Florida and, you know, kind of canceled our games. We had to play the Expos in Chicago in Comiskey, whatever it's called now. I don't know. They changed. So imagine that the Expos, that don't draw well. The Marlins that don't draw well playing a game in Chicago. I think we drew like 800 fans. So there I do remember a cell phone went off. He's like, yeah, I got great seats. Yeah, Lowell's right there. He's probably not going to hit much today. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, I can hear you. That's not fair. You know, so, yeah, you, you uh, it's much better. 40,000 is much better because everything's just a buzz. You don't really hear when they're criticizing you. So I, I prefer that. Before I say goodbye, uh, Vegas still has the Dodgers, the favorites to win it all. You agree? Yeah, uh, I do. I mean, uh, I, I love to play blackjack, but I'm not betting on baseball, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, they're just so deep. You know, I look at their lineup and they miss Max Muncy and you look at the lineup they put out there like, wow, that's a pretty deep lineup for the postseason. So uh, I give them a lot of credit. A lot of people are like, oh, they're just stacking guys. But, you know, the ownership is willing to pay the dollars for it. You know, and there are a lot of teams that are in markets that can do the same thing. And, you know, the Dodgers find a way. If you told me they were going to pick up Scherzer and Turner at the deadline, I'd say you're crazy. So they – they go out and do it. They, they want to win, and they're stacking their team. And I don't have a problem with a team that's willing to spend to make their team as good as possible. Mike, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, please pass it on to Cliff that you guys did a wonderful job. That was, that was great TV last night, and uh, we'll be watching during the postseason. I will. Thank you, Dan. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Steve Palazzolo, who is the co-host of Pro Football Focus, he spends his life analyzing the numbers here. And we have Seattle hosting the Rams coming up tonight. Steve, the most more talented quarterback, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson Jr. the third. Yeah, it, it really does come down to how you define talent. And I usually lean toward better football player because talent has to show up on the field. So I'd go Russell Wilson uh, because all of the, the talents that he has includes winning from the pocket, winning from outside the pocket, accuracy, decision-making. I think decision-making is talent, isn't it? I mean, that's that's part of it. So uh, I, I think a lot of times we lean toward physical tools. And I'll, I'll always say Stafford has three games a year where he looks like he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. It's like, man, if I could bottle that up and multiply it by five, this is a Hall of Famer. But 
consistency also matters, I think, too. So Stafford does special things, but Russ, I would say I'd give him the edge there. Why are you not all in on the Seahawks? Have you labeled them pretenders? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think their defense is still a major question mark. They've got the ninth worst coverage grade uh, by PFF standards here. Uh, they're not they're not challenging passes enough. They had a nice week last week against the 49ers, but the defense is still a major question mark. And the offense, it's a new offense. It's, uh, you know, Shane Waldron comes in and it's a little top heavy right now. So when they when they create those explosive plays, they're great. It's It's all the other plays in the middle. They just haven't been as efficient as they've been in the past. I think they'll figure it out. But I think there's there's still some growth for uh, for Seattle. Well, handicap the NFC West right now because you're looking at Arizona, and I was on Arizona's bandwagon last year, and then uh, I I was the last one on Arizona's bandwagon. Everybody had fallen off. Should we be high? Why should we be high on the Cardinals? They are. I mean, first off, Kyler Murray. You know, you don't always have quarterbacks just get better every year. It's not like a Madden game where you just add a couple points overall. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> But uh, it works like that for Josh Allen. And it looks like it's working like that for Kyler Murray. It's not common, but uh, Kyler's getting better every single year. And he is, uh, all of a sudden, Arizona also has an incredible group of playmakers. Just the ability to move Christian Kirk into the slot as an explosive threat. Uh, Max Williams, I think if Max Williams was in another system, he's a top 10 tight end. And, you know, they threw a seam route to him for a touchdown the other day. They've got guys to throw to beyond DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that's great. Kyler's development, his ability to throw the ball over the middle of the field, which he wasn't doing his first couple seasons. And then he's just got those those two or three freak plays per game where it's like, hey, try to tackle me. I'm going to scramble or I'm going to scramble to throw and you can't stop it. So Kyler's got all of that going for him. The playmakers are great. Defense might be overachieving a touch right now. And that'd be my only concern, I think, with Arizona would be that secondary. Uh, Let me go back to the Rams because they have led with their defense. Is that defense still... Formidable, top five, top three, best in football? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those things we study a lot here at PFF where if you are a team banking on defense year over year, it's, it's just it's tough to do because a lot of uh, a lot of defensive success is based off who you play. So, you know, the Rams were as good as it gets at a limiting explosive play. So, you know, the 20 games prior to week three when they faced the Bucs, They'd only given up 78 explosive plays, you know, 15 plus yards. That's about four per game. That's incredible. In today's NFL, to limit offenses to four per game is outstanding. Over the last two weeks, the Rams, they played the Bucs and they played the Cardinals, two explosive offenses. They gave up eight and a half per game, so more than double. So it's one of those things, if the Rams are only going to bank on their defense going forward, they're in trouble. Luckily, they have a good offense, but their defense has started to show some holes, right, from last year. And I don't know if it's the Brandon Staley factor or whatever it might be, uh, but the Rams will have a good defense, not as dominant as last year. I think that was predictable, and they'll have to rely on that offense continuing to be one of the most efficient in the NFL. I know you study every play. You guys grade every play. I said I would not put Justin Fields in there. Uh, given the upcoming schedule, that is, okay, so they just got through with Detroit. Now you have Vegas in Vegas. Green Bay, you have Tampa, you have San Francisco, Pittsburgh's defense, Baltimore's defense, and then you get Detroit again. What's going to change here in the next six or seven weeks, Steve, that you need to have Justin Fields in there instead of Andy Dalton? Nothing's changed except probably a little bit of outside pressure. I mean, my whole thing with with Fields and any rookie quarterback is the Bears have to make the best decision for Justin Fields, not for 2021, but for 22, 23, and 24. What's the best decision for his development? And, and I don't think there's a clear-cut play him 
and let him take his lumps or sit him like Mahomes or like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's a clean answer there, but I respect teams who stick with it, right? And say, look, we're going to sit him or we're going to play him. With Fields, there is the fear of what happened in the Browns game. One net passing yard getting sacked nine times. Not, and that wasn't all just play calling, despite the narratives. Of, that's not all Matt Nagy's fault. It was the offensive line was trash. You know, the Browns were incredible. Miles Garrett was a freak in that game. And Justin Fields had some issues, you know, holding the ball and not seeing things, right? So uh, that part of it is the scary thing. If he has another game where he gets sacked seven, eight, nine times, does that affect his long-term development? So that would be the question on Fields. The Raiders pass rush is our number one graded pass rush, and they're doing it with a four-man rush. So I think we'll learn a lot this week. But uh, it's a tough situation because I don't think the Bears should be thinking about winning now. they got to be thinking about what's best for Fields long-term. Yeah, I, that's where I am that I know that – I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't start his first year because they you know, they had Alex Smith and they were coming off, I think, a 12-4 and four season. If they were getting rid of Alex Smith and they were 8-8 eight and eight, Mahomes probably would have started. Aaron Rodgers didn't want to sit. It just – they weren't going to sit down Brett Favre. Like, we make it seem like, boy, they, they had this strategy in place. Uh, you know, they, they didn't really have a strategy in place. It was like, we got Mahomes, we'll move yep. on from, uh, you know, uh, Alex, and then, you know, eventually Favre is going to get old and we'll put in Aaron Rodgers. I just don't understand this philosophy of put Justin Fields in there. Like, hey, we got to see the fans and the media. Like, we got to see something new. We know what Andy Dalton is. We need hope here. And it feels like they're kind of banking on, hey, here's your hope. Go out there and try to survive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're the Bears organization, you certainly shouldn't be making decisions based off the fans and the media or we know, or just by Andy Dalton in general. I will stick with that. I don't care what Andy Dalton does. If your plan, if you think Justin Fields has to sit 17 games, fine. If you think he needs to sit until he gets it, whatever gets it means at practice, then that should be the practice. You know, like whenever you think he's ready, whether it's week one, 10 or 17 or 18, it doesn't matter. Just stick with it. So uh, it does feel like their, their hands being forced a little bit based off of the situation. Steve Palazzolo, he is the co-host of Pro Football Focus NFL podcast. Do you have power rankings at PFF? Uh, we do. I don't have them right in front of me, but yeah, they're, they are over there at PFF.com. All right. I can try to Best. dig them up real quick. Who's, who do you think's the uh, the top rated like the analytics. I know Cardinals are the last undefeated team. Who's yeah, so it certainly wouldn't be based off of record. I mean, we still have the Chiefs as the as the top team. And the way we do a lot of our power rankings are like, if you played these teams on a neutral field what are they, against an average team, what are they going to be favored by? And the Chiefs are favored by seven points against an average team on a neutral field. That That's the number one team because our power rankings are taking in not just four games, but everything that we know. So it's it's the Chiefs, the Bucks, and then the Bills are our top three teams. So we haven't come far off of the Chiefs are still legit. The Bucks are still legit, even though they, you know, th things haven't been perfect for either team through four games. And then the Bills, they've uh, they've uh, risen through the rankings just a little bit because we their defense is far better than we expected. Plus, you know, their offense is is still really good, led by Josh Allen. Uh, what's PFF think of Dallas's defense? It's definitely better this year. I think the, you know, Trevon Diggs has five interceptions in four games and, you know, it's tough to maintain, uh, you know, turnover rate, so to speak. So that's one thing that could regress. But I think Dallas last year at this time, that it was busted coverages left and right and big plays. They've done a much better job 
of just not losing games, right? And uh, it has coincided with their running attack being a little bit better, whether that is causation, I don't know, but the defense has been better and all they needed to be was not a disaster because I think that offense is fantastic with Dak and all those playmakers. We have a, a, a new designation. McLovin, do you want to give this to Steve? Yeah, is there such a thing as wow plays from a quarterback? So I, I created a, a stat with uh, using the PFF numbers just called big time throws. So it might, it, we could do this with the run game too, but a big time throw for us is, you know, cause we're grading every player on every play and we have levels of grading. It's all of our highest graded plays. Yeah. But BTT uh, doesn't sound as good as wow. Look, plays. I'm not the best at naming stuff. I know you we're wanna, trying you to wanna... help you. You can take <laughs> this. You can, you take PFF can have wow plays. You want wow plays? Yeah. Instead of trademark throws. I mean, nobody cares. Big hey, as a big time throw. No, it's a wow play. Wow play means it could be, you know, Zeke Elliott running for 50 yards. Yeah. For us, it would be, you know, we, we grade everybody on 0.5 increments, anything plus one or better at any position could be a wow play. All right. I'll, I'll run that up the chain and see if we could get, because we could absolutely pull that out. We oh, have that. Come on. You're sitting around and you're going, Hey guys, what do you think about wow plays? You don't even have to give us credit. Like a bunch, okay. yeah, bunch, of, do that. bunch of nerds sitting around, you know, looking at game film. I mean, not you. I was going to take big time throws to the moon and you just, you know. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, take it. Leave it there. Give it to Elon <laughs> Musk. Let him take it up there and leave it up there. Like, wow plays. Wow plays. We'll do it. All right. All right. Great to talk to you, Steve. Have a good weekend. Thank you, bud. Th- thank you, guys. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan, see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. One of the uh, more passionate baseball voices, Chris Mad Dog Russo, host of Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM Radio Channel 82. And he hosts High Heat on the MLB Network. Mad Dog joins us on the program. Doggy, good to talk to you. I want to go back to the preseason. I'm listening to you afternoons doing your radio show, and we were looking at the over-under for the San Francisco Giants. Right. And I thought it was 73, 74 and a half. How did we get from that to 107 for this team? Great. Danny, I love you. Great to be on. You know how much I love you on this show. Yeah, of no way would you have thought San Francisco would be at this level. They've had a lot of players who have made a contribution. Two stats that are interesting about the Giants. One, you know they got 17 players who have hit five or more home runs. 17 guys, have, that's a contribution. And number two, you know they got 18 pinch hit home runs, which is an all-time record. So 18 times this year, Kapler put a guy in a pinch hit, and 18 times this year the guy hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, so they have had a lot of resourcefulness. They got a, a, Everybody's made a contribution. They've had a big year out of the shortstop Crawford. They've had a big year out of the catcher. And they've had a lot of these pitchers, Alex Wood, Gaussman, Logan Webb, who never, nobody ever heard of. They've had a lot of these guys go out there and have very good years on the mound. And as a result, they set the all-time giant record with wins in a regular season with 107. And here's the key now in what I think, Dan, and I know Charlie will say the same thing when you have him on a little later, who I think is going to be the series of the ages. Can the Giants' regular season success with a bunch of guys that you and I couldn't pick out of a lineup before the year began, will those guys translate now into a short series? 
because usually in a short series, you know, you take the team with the better starter in pitching and a better star, which the Dodgers have, and now the Giants got a bunch of guys, the Wilmer Floreses, Solanos, Duger, guys you've never heard of. Are they going to play as well as they did in a short series as they did in 162? And that is the key in this series. If you think they will, you got to like them. If you think they won't, take the Dodgers. Would you have rather faced the Dodgers or the Cardinals if you're the Giants? Well, I, I think that you're going to have to probably go through the Dodgers eventually. And the old argument is, it's Ian, you covered the NBA forever. It's easier to beat Jordan three times than to beat Jordan four times. So I would say the same thing here. If you had to play the Giant, uh, Dodgers, if you're the Giants and you're a fan, beat them three times instead of four times. Now, I think it's a mistake with baseball and they should change it. I think it's a negative for the Giants because with the best record, they should not be playing a team with the second best record in the second round of the playoffs in a divisional series. The Dod- Giants should be playing the Braves right now, yeah. and the Giants should be playing Milwaukee. But because the Dodgers are the wild card team, they look at the wild card status more significantly than they look at the win total. And as a result, the, the Dodgers are automatically the fourth seed, which I think is unfair to the Giants. I think they should change that. We'll see if they do down the road. But in the big picture, if you had to go through L.A., Danny, you'd probably rather have to beat them three times instead of four times. And this is what we always look at the end result and then we react. And because it's a big market team in the Dodgers and they had the one game wild card, maybe baseball changes this. If I said it, hey, at the beginning of the year, hey, you guys got a problem with the one game playoff? Nobody has a nobody probably would have a problem. Right. And, and I mentioned this if Tampa and Toronto had a one game playoff, do you think there's a national outcry? No. And the answer is no. It's just because the Dodgers and the Yankees, oh my God, they had to do a one game playoff. Well, listen, the Dodgers also won 106 games, you know, the highest total in the history of the sport for a second place team, and they are the defending champs. And that's why, Danny, in my eyes, you got to give the Dodgers an incredible amount of credit. They could not lose that game last night. Yeah. They had an incredible amount of pressure on them. You know, it's 1-1 in the late innings. That is a game that they had to win. Defending champ, it would have been a disaster. would have ruined their season. So the fact that they won that game showed you, we knew they had gumption anyway, but it reinforced the fact that they got a lot of toughness. And I guarantee you this, on 6th Avenue, a sigh of relief. You think baseball wanted the Cardinals in the divisional round against the Giants? Not a chance because all, as you said, all we would have done is how unfair it would have been for the Dodgers to win 106 games and in two and a half hours, their season's over. And as it turns out, it was four and a half hours, which is another story (laughs) altogether. But I mean, the fact is you got the right matchup and the Dodgers, I think you'd agree, showed a lot of gumption. Yeah. This is a very hard series to call. I mean, almost impossible who wins this series with the Giants. I think it's going to go in five games. Ninth inning, 2-2, next Thursday night in San Francisco. Take your pick. If you're a Yankee fan, how's your morale? I think if you're a Yankee fan, you're very down on Boone. You're very down on the GM. You're down on the fact that since 2009, you haven't been to a World Series. You hate the fact they lost the Red Sox. You also hate the fact that Tampa has now owned the Yankees. They won the division. They beat you last year. Uh, so this is a bad time now if you're a Yankee fan. You're sick of you're sick of Joey Gallo. That's the last time you ever want to see him. There's no way you want Gary Sanchez on your team next year. Those are two out from that standpoint. 
you're very annoyed at Cole. You gave him $325 million to win this kind of game that you were supposed to win two nights ago when he laid an egg. Couldn't get more than six outs. So if you're a Yankee fan right now, you, uh, you had to go to the wall last weekend against Tampa. The wall, the ninth inning of game three before you got one on an infield single, for crying out loud. So if you're a Yankee fan right now, you want heads to roll. Cole's head can't roll. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Cashman. I think they're probably being booned back. Gallo, they have a contract for next year. He's Gallo's awful. I mean, you would be the. He's awful. I mean, he's he's, he's he's terrible. I can't believe. And I said it at the time when I made that trade. And obviously, we've seen enough of Gary Sanchez a life a last lifetime. So Sanchez, Gallo have to go. We'll see what they do with Cashman, with Al, what he does with him, and then Cashman will decide what to do with Boone. It's not Boone's fault, but he's been there for four years and they haven't gotten World World Series. Would you rather be a Mets fan or a Yankee fan? Wow. Uh, I guess because Cohen's got more money than you can, you know, he's got a ton of money and I think he'll go over the luxury tax. Plus I think now he'll bring in Billy Bean or maybe the kid from Milwaukee. If the Brewers allow them to talk to David Stearns as the GM, I guess. And it's, and that's a good question. <laughs> it's not great either way. I guess I say the Mets, I guess. Do you think baseball is looking at Astros Dodgers like, we, this is what we need. Like, oh, absolutely, Danny. Like, Danny. I don't know if there's another matchup that. No, and, and, absolutely. And, right? You think they want? The, you think they want? You think they want Braves and the White Sox in the World Series? They never admit it. See, the NFL can get away with any World Super Bowl. If they gave you Jaguars and Cardinals, who you know, we wouldn't care. The NBA needs the star wins anyway, so you're okay with the NBA. You get the Lakers and you got Giannis. I mean, you're. Baseball, they need the market size. And Dodgers in Houston, you'll be into it. I'll be into it. They, don't, they won't like the scandal nonsense, but that series with all those Hall of Famers will have great juice. I don't know if they're going to get it, but that series would be great. And that's the one you could use. No question about it. I, I, I don't want to paraphrase you. I want to make sure I'm accurate, but it, it felt like you're not as all in on the Astros cheating scandal. Yes, as most well, right. That's one hundred percent. Here's what bothers me about the people saying the Astros championship was tarnished. We know cheating is deplorable. Give more the grief. In that series against the Yankees, in which Yankee fans go crazy, did you know the Yankees hit one fifty eight in that series, and they hit one sixty with men in scoring position. The Yankees couldn't couldn't hit themselves out of a paper bag in that game seven or that seven gamer against the Astros. That's number one. Number two, the Dodgers blew leads and a save in game two and lost game seven. When you lose two games at home in the World Series, which they did, one of which they blew a save in the ninth inning. I mean, really? You went two and two at home. The Astros were not cheating on the road. Two and two at home in the World Series. That takes a little steam in my eyes as a fan. That takes a little steam of saying, you know, the Astros cheated their way to a championship. Well, no, no. The Dodgers won the first game. They blew a game save, game two save. And then they had game seven with Kershaw and Darvish, and, and they lost 5-1. Can we take it easy? And the Yankees, and I know Cashman says this to, all the time, well, they make a big deal. The Astros took our championship. 
Brian, your <laughs> team hit 150 in a seven-game series. At least acknowledge the fact that you couldn't hit. At least give me that before you sit there and tell me the Astros. But your big question is fun, Dan. Astros, Dodgers in two weeks, whether the commissioner gets into that, the fans will. And you and I both know that. Will you have A-Rod on your show anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, A- <laughs> I can't get A-Rod in anyway. Let me, can I ask somebody a question? Yeah. It's the top of the ninth inning. I know. It's 6-2 Red Sox, all right? 38,000 at Fenway. They beat the hated Yankees. And A-Rod is breaking down Garrett Cole's 2022 side. <laughs> I don't know. You got to be serious now. I mean, that, that's not where we want to go with this. And then the 99, he said, he'd be better in his sophomore year. A-Rod, he's been on the Yankees for a couple of years. Oh, my God. That was, listen, I know that is part of your family. And, you know, and I, I mean, you got a lot. Listen, you're a Hall of Famer based on that in a lot of ways. That was not, that was not a big-time broadcast. Huh? We got to be fair. We got to be fair. You're, um, you're a broadcaster. Well, you, you know what you fair. have to do, dog, is you have to put a third person in with A-Rod to protect Good him. Point. And 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 I think if he's your main guy, um, I I don't. That's not what he does well. He tries too hard. Yes. Well, he's trying to be an analyst instead of just being an analyst. I I, I just had Mike Lowell on. I don't know if you saw what he and Cliff Floyd did last night on uh, the MLB ESPN Network. Too? No, yeah. MLB Network. They broke oh. down Bogart's throw to home plate to get Aaron. Oh, Jones. I didn't see that. That's it's, excellent. It, yeah. it was spectacular. But it was inside baseball, and it, it was just wonderful TV. And when you're in that role, you got to give me something. I mean, Tim McCarver is the one who started this, him and Tony Kubak. Like, they were really good at getting you inside, you know, between the lines and not talking this peripheral stuff where you're going, what, notice what's in front of you. And I, when A-Rod started talking about Garrett Cole next season, I went, what, am, what did I miss? Because I, I just popped in on him talking about it. I go, did, something, did, I, did I miss something? And then I realized I didn't. And I just thought, oh, my God. Somebody's got to tell him. You know, A-Rod in the middle of the game is telling us about the Yankees can't beat Tampa. And they got to spend like a oh, Come on, A-Rod. I don't want to get into major market, <laughs> mid-market. This is the playoffs. <laughs> the Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh, I, listen. And it's not for – and Vizgersion's in a tricky spot. And I love Matty. I hate to even say it. He didn't have a great night either. Let's be honest. Schwerber did not go to the Red Sox from the from the Cubs. Yeah. He went there from the Nationals. I, I mean, come on. Uh, anyway, who am I? Look, you're, no, you're baseball's lifeguard. You know, you, that's it in you, a lot of ways. All right, who do you who do you like in Giants Dodgers? Let me hear your take. Go ahead. I don't like the Giants. Strike me as like the West Coast version of Tampa. You're yeah, just, that's a point. You're not sure that's who they point. are, but they play baseball the right way. I, I'm going to go with the experience with the Dodgers because, I, I, you know, you get in these moments where you get tight. Like Bellinger's done nothing all year long. And what did he do last night? Got on base three times and, st- you know, he, he was there. He wor- earned that walk in the, in the ninth. Like those little things. And then, you know, you have the game-winning home run from somebody who has been the NL uh, CS MVP. And, he, and, he was, and he was eight for 70. in the. And by the way, can somebody explain to me how Mike Schilt starts the ninth inning with TJ McFarlane, who was released by a team in June because he's worried about he's worried 
about Gavin Lux? What? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, keep Gallegos in the game. I mean, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I went. And then McFarlane, what's he doing? Then he takes him out when you want him to make sure that Bellinger can't steal second base, have the lefty on the mound. <laughs> that, that was, let's wait, that way he was not, that was not a John McGraw moment or a Whitey Herzog moment in the ninth inning by Schilt. You got to be fair. You got to be fair. Uh, uh, good to talk to you, dog. Danny, I love you, baby. Thank Keep you, it going. All right, buddy. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Charlie Steiner with the call on AM570 LA Sports and the voice of the Dodgers, Charlie Steiner, joining us. How much sleep did you get last night? Not a lot. Well, you you look- know, it was one of those, you take it home and you try to say, all right, it's over now. Then try to tell your brain that it's over <laughs> now. And then knowing I'm going to have to get up at the crack of dawn to spend some time with you today. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Do you judge your own call? Um, yay and nay. You know, it was when you have a call like that, the first priority as you're going through it is, oh, Lord, please don't screw it up. And then when you get to a, a concluding point where, all right, now I can shut up and lay out, then I know I've done pretty well. Aaron Boone was the first one where it was like whoa and I remember as he was circling the bases and 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 I concluded the call I clinched my fist under the desk and said yeah I think that has some legs and and last night I suppose it was kind of the same um again I have been so lucky to have had the Boone call now the Taylor call walk off games uh ending in just high drama and complete elation. And, you know, you try to do it, try to do it right, then lay out. But also, I don't know how you can handicap this, because it's not like you go, this is a guy who's going to hit a walk-off home run. You have to be prepared for maybe it's a, you know, a base hit in the gap or something. But in your mind, do you have scenarios? No. Okay. No. That's, I think that's probably the worst thing you can do. I think you you just have to be there in the moment. You know, in, in the boom call, uh, I got it back about two seconds before the crack of the bat and then the home run. We were coming out of a commercial break. First pitch, 11th inning, and I went yammering on. This one, you didn't, again, you don't know. It was an improbable beginning to the inning with two out, nobody on. Bellinger, who hadn't hit a lick all year, walks that changes dynamic so if anything if i'm thinking that i'm really not what about an extra base hit bellinger can run this could potentially be a lot of fun but instead of this crackling line drive and again you don't have any time to think it's just process quickly also when you're listening you know players talk about they can tell when something's going to be a home run but i think it's probably even more essential when you're calling a game of just what you hear like the, the sound of the ball leaving the bat, how, how much do you read into that knowing that, yes, this is a home run or this might be a home run? It's really an audio-visual exercise. Uh, a, the, the crack of the bat. There are a lot of cracks of the bats that end up in four, six, three double plays. 
but also then the dreaded launch angle. It was pretty evident uh, at the moment of impact it was going. And the last thing in the world you want to do in a moment like that, where a call like that is going to be around for a long time, is screw it up. So you want to, you want to be on top of it, but you don't want to oversell it for fear of, uh-oh, the last thing in the world a play-by-play guy wants in a big moment is an uh-oh. Have you had an uh-oh? Oh, I've had a career. <laughs> you, just, about, oh. you just did. <laughs> I guess that's another one. <laughs> because, you know, we were watching the uh, Red Sox with uh, Stanton hit the ball off the green monster. I think ESPN I probably, yeah, had, had the call as well that everybody thought it was gone. Stanton thought it was gone. But, yeah. like, the camera framed it in a way. It was like, oh, my God, it's going to go out of the ballpark. That was an uh uh-oh moment for everybody. And it's one of the things as a play-by-play announcer, you hope to God doesn't happen to you. How do you explain, how do you sum up this uh, Dodger team, the difference or, you know, how formidable are they this year as opposed to last year? Um, They have actually gotten better down the stretch. They were certainly helped by a very weak schedule down the stretch. They were able to fatten up. They did exceptionally well on bad teams this year. They feasted on cupcakes. And they got themselves nice and fat and down the stretch. They were fortified. And, and, and again, this, this one-game wild-card thing, I think is tremendous. I think ESPN had its highest ratings for a baseball game in a quarter century. I don't know what uh, Turner is going to get from this, but these were two great games. Every moment was compelling. And yes, sometimes there may be a team that wins more than the other that happens to get into the wild card. I guess they can finagle the rules to some degree. Uh, But this was just great theater. This was so great for baseball. It was great for the industry. That at the other end of all this, it's the Dodgers and Giants. It's great. I had John Smoltz on yesterday, and he said he doesn't like the one game. He said it's not fair to the team that wins more games. It should be the team that doesn't have as many wins has to beat that team twice, whereas the team with the most wins only has to win once. What do you think of that? I think that's fair, but I think let's sit back and, and, and relish this moment and these two games and see what reaction is around the country. I suspect the sudden death games are so compelling. I mean, last night there were 350, 360 pitches thrown and each pitch was more exciting than the next. That doesn't happen. In a best of three series, it doesn't happen. Best of seven until the seventh game, it doesn't happen. But last night, pitch one to pitch 360 or whatever it was, every moment was compelling. So yes, it may be unfair to some teams. I think the bigger picture is it's good for the game. I'm with you on that. And that's what this is. This is an entertainment business. You're trying to attract audiences. You might say, well, that's not fair to the Dodgers. You want to be fair to your audience and say, tune in. We got excitement. And even like the NFL, the NFL, if you score a touchdown in sudden death, then it's over. But if you kick a field goal, then I like it if, you know, hey, you had the whole game to win. Now it comes down to this, and you score a touchdown, you kick a field goal, then you win. I like that aspect of it, and I do think that the only reason why we're talking about it is because the Yankees and the Dodgers were in one-game playoffs. Exactly. And, and, and again, 
there was such drama. And Dodger Stadium, I'm very lucky to have been out there for 17 years. I was at Yankee Stadium before that. It was. It is so loud and so dramatic and so visual. And each moment, each pitch built to yet another series of emotions until finally the bubble would burst. I don't know how many mixed metaphors I just threw in there. But the, uh, the upshot of it was when it ended, it ended with such a resounding exclamation point to a thrilling game between two great teams. So I, I, I love Smoltzy. Uh, most of the time I agree with him. But in this case, I think I learned something over the past 48 hours, the way the Yankees and Red Sox finished up their season, two great competitors, uh, and the Dodgers and the Cardinals who go back to playing one another since the 1890s. This was, this was just great Hollywood theater. Charlie, great to uh, talk to you again and uh, have fun this series coming up. I'm sure you will. And uh, great job last night. Thank you, Dan. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.